Hello and welcome to Deb's Data Dojo, where we work to shed light on the phenomenon. Deb's Data Dojo is part of the Calling All Beings podcast network. I'm your host, Deb. Today, we're welcome Marie from Marie's UFOs. Marie has been encountering UFOs since the onset of childhood experiences in Ireland in the 60s. Some of her experiences have included contact with entities. The phenomenon has been following her wherever she goes and has been able to she has been able to capture many of her sightings on film. Welcome Marie. Thank you very much for asking me. It's great to be here. It's yes, it's very exciting to get to talk to you about your experiences, and I truly appreciate that you're willing to give us that time. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So I thought we could start maybe at the beginning, and maybe you could tell us a little um, about how this all began. Okay. Um, started off with me screaming, going to bed at night. My mother told me I was about three or four at the time. And um, it wasn't all the time, just occasionally, a couple of times a month or something like that. I'd be screaming and screaming um, saying there's people in the room coming to take me. And I was pointing to the wall. I was saying they were coming out of the wall. So they thought, you know, what's wrong with this child? You know, but it's really weird. So nobody knew what to make of it. My mom called the doctor on a few occasions and um, to see if I had a high temperature or was coming down with something. I was never anything wrong with me. So that sort of went away. And then I had a few sleep paralysis things. It was like something creepy in my life for all through my childhood and I associated it with ghosts. Growing up in Ireland, everything is either ghosts or the devil, you know, or angels. There's no really anything else, you know, there's a banshee, I suppose. But everything is anything that happens in the house, it's ghosts or something creepy, something really bad. So I think the adults scare the children to death with this stuff. So I always thought um, everything that happened was... Uh, to do with ghosts or paranormal because there would be doors opening and lights going on and off um tv switching on and off music the radio going on you know things like that so um i always got a creepy feeling so that was always happening and nothing i don't remember anything major i did see a few crafts when I was about nine or ten, a little triangle shape followed me and my friend. One day we were going through a field, going to school, and it sort of just walked with us, you know, as it, where we were walking and it was overhead going really slow just as we were going through the field. And then it just shot off and we knew that was something different. We, we knew it wasn't one of ours or in a normal plane, as it were. We just knew it was something different. So that was always in my mind. So the next... Um, episode really the major one that woke me up was when I was about 18 17 18 I was with um, my boyfriend and his parents had gone away for the night so I was staying over at his house and all I remember is we woke up it was three o'clock in the morning so I remember that distinctly because it was the clock opposite where the bed was and I, I looked at it straight away and it was three o'clock but I woke up to all this noise it was unbelievable. It was like the furniture was like jumping off the ground. It was the door was slamming and closing and opening, closing, slamming. The wardrobe door in the hallway was slamming. We had some chrome bars in the hall. Or he had some chrome bars there in the hall. They were literally jumping off the ground. You could hear them jumping off, literally off the floor and banging. And I just sort of screamed, oh my God, oh my God, what's going on, what's going on? And then within... I'd say about five seconds, it stopped. It just, everything just stopped. And he was there in the corner, like shaking, hanging on to his, he had a, used to wear a crucifix and a medal around his neck. He was hanging on to his crucifix, like in shock. And I was thinking he just heard the same as me, you know, but um, I said, I'm going home, going home, come with me, come with me. He didn't want to come. He was just in shock. He said, no, I'm staying here. So I said, well, I'm going. No way, I'm staying here. So I ran home, rode to my mom's, told my mom what happened. She was like, oh, my God, what have you kids been up to? You know, you bring this on yourself. My mom said she thought because I looked into things, because from a very, very early age, I had a lot of things happen. So I started researching and looking for answers myself because adults can't give you the answer. And I knew when they said go to bed, there's nothing there. I knew they weren't right. <laughs> I knew something was there and something was coming. 
and so I knew a lot of the things that people said to me wasn't true so that made me go search my own answers so I started researching very young and so my mom thought this was uh when you dabble you bring things on yourself this is a catholic thing you know I think and um I said we didn't do anything we didn't do anything so the next day I thought we better go around and see if my boyfriend was all right so I got my sister to come around with me we went around to the house and he'd smashed like all the mirrors in the house he just smashed all these mirrors and there's glass everywhere and the house looked a bit looked a bit wrecked and things smashed oh my god your mom's gonna kill us <laughs> gonna kill you um I was like, oh my god what happened last night trying to go over what happened what you know what the chair and he was saying there was aliens in the room there was aliens in the room and i said well i didn't see any aliens so he was acting really strange he'd gone completely flipped his lid and um he insisted that there was aliens over the bed where i was and he was in the he was in the corner of the room he jumped out of bed but he said they were doing something to me in the bed and i was thinking oh my god he's lost the plot because i didn't remember anything i don't didn't remember anything at all except the noise when i woke up and um he just insisted there was aliens he said from that day there was aliens in the room his mom and dad had to call the doctor all right some can I ask yes, you a question about that? Yeah, yes, um, yes. Um, I was wondering if um, he had known about your prior experiences before this one. No, not really, because I never put them down to really anything, just strange experiences. And people used to say there must be dreams of this, but I put it down to, oh, a ghost came or something came and it's gone. Not to, I forget about it after a few days. I don't dwell on things. And that's what I've tended to do. Something happens, you go, oh, my God, oh, my God. And you think about it for a couple of days. But it goes. What else can you do if you don't get an explanation? So, um he knew we had go little few ghostly experiences, and so did he as well. Actually, a couple of his mom had seen the his spirit in the basement, and you know a few odd things like that. So he had his own share as well of odd things happen. So I think maybe that's what we had in common. I don't know because uh, we were both on the same wavelength and both looking into paranormal stuff and researching, and both interested in UFOs and things like that. So. Um, yeah, have you heard the the in, the interesting hypothesis that people with the ability to detect the phenomenon may actually be attracted to each other? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Isn't it too many? <laughs> yeah, isn't that an interesting concept? So that maybe that you found each other for that reason in part. So it's, it could, it's I've heard that one. actually. Uh, yeah, I have heard of that. You can't. Uh, say it. I have heard of that. It must be that they were maybe met before on the ship or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, I have heard that. There's some um, speculation about yeah. that one. <laughs> I have met people that you definitely think you've met before. I have a few times in my life, and you feel that you know them so well, and it turns out you do quite know them quite well, even though you've only just met them. I have had that before. That's uh, a bit strange. Now, before this incident happened, had you had ever other experiences with time loss? Um, oh, quite a few, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just so strange because what used to happen was um, I'm in bed, everything, everyone's asleep and the lights are all off. And it was always about 3 a.m., 4 a.m., always those hours. This is what all my life till I was about 30, it was always at that time, three o'clock in the morning. So I got used to staying up. I would do anything to stay up until it got daylight and had to work my life around that, you know, didn't not get much sleep and all this because I, I just was afraid to go to bed in the dark because this is when it would happen. It's like, it, it is like sleep paralysis. Cause I can see why they get it confused, but it's, it's not the same. It's a bit different, but it's slightly the same. Because you are paralysed and you wake up. Well, just I wake up and absolutely paralysed, and you know straight away you're paralysed because you can't move. You want to move, and you're oh my god, oh my god. Straight away, you know it's not normal, and you think oh my god. And there's either a really bright light down the end of my bed, or in the corner of the room, right at the end, of, you know, in the room, right at the end of the bed, and I can't look at it. It's like my my eyes won't move. 
I can move my eyes a little bit, but not all the way down there. And I'm lying, my, I like sleep on my back. So I'm looking up at the ceiling, basically, and trying to move my eyes down. And then I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's something evil. I always thought it was something really evil. And um, I just thought then I don't want to see it, whatever it is. I don't want to see it. So I would keep my eyes closed. And then the next thing I know, it's morning. And um, I'd forget what was in between. But yeah, I'd, th I'd think to myself, how can I go to sleep? And I'd remember the next day, oh, my God, that scary feeling came back. And it's always a horrible, scary feeling in my stomach. And then it's like a wave that I would feel coming. And then the paralysis and then it's like, oh my god! Yes, and but not too many times. Probably about ten times in my whole life, I've had that. So not too many. Some it's people a, get it a lot. Were there any other sensations? Like it sounds like you had the sensation that people often relate to fear and um, being panicked. Essentially, it is. Pa panic yeah. does take over as well because you're panicking and you can't breathe, and then. I noticed there's always this noise as well, this unbelievable loud noise. It's like standing next to a jet engine that loud, like really loud. And your ears actually, my ears actually hurt me when I wake up and it's like I've been to a really loud concert or something where, you know, you stand by the speakers and I, I can feel like something has happened, like it was real. You know, it didn't feel like a dream or anything. It feels absolutely real. And I'm in my normal room. I'm thinking my normal thoughts. I just can't move. And then you're just gone. <laughs> and I'm thinking something scary is happening. Your your adrenaline goes sky high. I wouldn't fall asleep. And that's happened several times. I just fall asleep. And it's like, I know I wouldn't do that. I'd be scared and I'd jump up and I'd put the lights on. And what I have done on occasions, you know, is what I would do. But on those occasions with the sleep paralysis, um, I don't, but and I don't suffer with any illnesses or anything, any disorders. Never had any sleep disorders. Just the sleep paralysis, which some people would argue that's a sleep disorder, but um, it was only very occasional. Maybe once, twice a year. Maybe once in some years, you know, now and again. But it used to happen quite a lot when I was younger. I haven't had it so much when I got older. Now, in addition to having those experiences, obviously you've had numerous repeat sightings of orbs and objects in the sky. Um, and I, I would like to know a little bit more about those, like which different yeah. kind of shapes you've seen, how often you've seen them, things like that. I'd really be curious to know more about that as well. They all came later because at the time when I was getting sleep paralysis, I very rarely saw anything in the sky because I wouldn't be really out late. I was only a child, so I wouldn't be looking out the windows. But occasionally I did see a craft. Never got any photos, but um, I knew there was aliens coming. I knew, I knew, I always knew they were aliens. And I thought I had a bit of ghostly kind of creepy stuff as well, but I knew aliens were coming to visit me since I was very early, very early on. And I was telling my mom and family, it's a big joke in the family from when I was a child. And I used to say aliens have created us. I always said that. My mom said, oh, my God, where are you getting this from? You know, child, the Antichrist and all the rest of it. And um, you shouldn't be saying things like that. And I said, well, they have. They have. So I always argued about God and going to church and things like that as well. That was at the back of my mind. And I was always a rebel. So I'm not religious now. I do believe there is... Uh, if you want to call it a god or a higher being, you know, higher vibrations, positive energy, I do definitely believe there is something higher than here. And um, we will be answerable for things, but not a god as such as we, you know, they teach you in religion. But I do definitely believe there is an afterlife. So it does, it's, yeah. So it does seem like your family did not have a shared experience with you. It seems like some of these experiences for people are multi-generational, but it wasn't that That's case in your say, family. Yeah. No, not at all. I don't know if my grandmother, my mom's mother, had a few things. She used to say, me and you are exactly the same. And she always was frightened of things and very superstitious and all that. So I, I don't know. She never talked about it. But nobody's had ET or UFO experiences in the family at all. Only when they're with me and we see something. My brothers have seen something. Uh, 
my sisters haven't, but yeah, a few of the family have seen things with me. But I only started seeing the UFOs um, probably in the 1990s. <laughs> 98 was a major one. Um, that was when I had some five hours of missing. That was the next major episode. The first one was, I said, with the boyfriend then when I was 18. And then nothing major happened. I had some sightings, got some on video, but I don't remember any too much sleep paralysis or any experiences or anything the next real major one was when i was um i was my daughter was about six and i was about 35 or something like that um and that was in 1998 and that was the next major one when we i saw something at the window and it was big it was like a big i call them orbs now big orb craft but at the time i just said it was a big glowy ball i didn't know what else to call it it was just a massive glowy ball like the moon and i ran in to tell my husband look at this look at this and then he doesn't remember anything after that and i didn't remember i ran to the bedroom went to the window stood at the window watching this thing and then next of all it's five hours later it's like 6 a.m in the morning and i go about my business as if nothing happened and i didn't remember it for about three weeks something jogged my memory at work one day and i thought oh my god that ufo and I couldn't wait to run home and ask my husband remember this ufo we saw three weeks ago whatever and he remembered me running in and saying, look at this, and him looking out and seeing it, but he doesn't remember anything at all after that, the same as me. And I got memories back maybe three years later of being on a ship at that time. And um, a, few, it's, a few things that the ETs told me. Yeah, it's really um, interesting how often people just completely forget their event. For um, some people, so they weird. all... It takes years for them to remember it happened. Yeah, it's just so weird. And um, so I knew, I knew it was one o'clock. My husband and I were watching a movie, and my daughter woke up screaming. She never woke up crying during sleep. Never had nightmares. Never afraid to go to bed of monsters or anything like child children are. She was never like that. But she just woke up crying this night, and she said the building was shaking. Everything in the room was shaking, and she thought the building was falling down. She kept saying, "The building's falling down. The building's falling down." And I said, "Oh, you know, you're having a dream. You know, a bad dream. You must be having a bad dream." And um, she said, "I'm not. I'm not." But I really thought she was because we hadn't felt anything. And that's when I brought her into my bed. Uh, we're lying down, we're having a little, g little giggle, making her laugh, trying to make her forget. And something came in the shot in the window, like a laser shot through the gap in the curtains, and got me in the eye. It was like a laser, a little laser gun, one of those laser point things, like a white one. And I thought, oh my God, what was that? And that's when I jumped up, looked out the window, and I saw this huge glowy ball. And it couldn't have been anything else because I lived on the fourth floor. There was no lights up that high. There was nothing up that high. Street level lights were down much lower than this. Not on a flight path. But this thing was just stopped there in front of me. It was huge absolutely huge and i lived in a block of apartments you know flats so anybody could have seen this in a very busy area in london kensington area it's very busy center london so this thing was really big it was much bigger than the moon but like the moon but down really low and it was bright as anything and then when it was uh when i woke up after this five hours it was 6 a.m and it was becoming daylight it was like the sun had come up and um, this thing just turned a lovely golden misty color and it just disappeared. It went like smoke, didn't fly away, didn't fly up, down. It just disintegrated into like mist, golden mist and disappeared. And I just went about my business then until I remembered three weeks later. I was like, oh, my God. And um, I remember then I was on a ship. I was missing for five hours because I know it was one o'clock when my daughter woke up. And I know then it was 6 a.m. So there was five hours missing time there. And my husband, that we were divorced then uh, since, but I've met up with him maybe maybe about six years ago in London. He lives in Australia, but he came over for you know a holiday and I met, we met up. And he said he's remembered. He remembers uh, missing time. And he, he said, you were right all the time, all the times. I said, I didn't remember. Because a lot of the time he wouldn't remember. It was like he... 
he'd just fall asleep and he wouldn't wake up. And I think, oh my God, you must remember, you must remember there's something in the room last night and I was calling you and he wouldn't remember anything. I think he's no, he must be dreaming. And it's really annoying because I know I'm not dreaming. You know, when somebody tells you you're dreaming, it's really annoying. You know, absolutely you're not. But so I haven't been that many experiences really. But then um, I took some footage, maybe I have some that's 20 years ago, some videos that are 20 years old. That's probably the oldest video I have on a really old phone that was in the same apartment, object outside, that's on my YouTube channel. And then nothing really, the odd sighting here and there that I didn't catch on film until about six years ago. And then I noticed them. Um, I just started zooming in on a few of my photographs of the sky. So I like to take pictures of the moon and the sky. There's nice cloud formations and nice colors and things like that. And I noticed, I just zoomed in on a few photographs and I noticed these really bright orbs in half circle formations or just in formations that you knew they weren't blobs or bits of dust. And I'd zoom in on these objects and some of them were gray craft. And then I thought, oh my God, it's really clear crafts. So I started checking everything then. And then I started leaving my camera on and asking them to show up, just, you know, show up. I'm going to leave my camera off 20 minutes and I would get loads. This is what most of them are that I catch really fast ones buzzing in and out. And uh, so it's since then. And I get the feeling now when they're here to get my camera and go outside and I'll take pictures and there'll be loads of orbs or see the difference is orbs that I get in the house, which I think are summer spirit orbs and maybe past relatives or something like that. And then yes, orbs, orbs, craft, orb craft that I call orbs. So people might get mixed up with those. The question well, before, I don't know what to I call them though. Yes, I, I have so many questions related to those things that you've said. Oh, okay. let's let's go back a little bit. When when you were on the craft, can you tell um, us what that looked like? What it was like inside the craft? Well, I remember first going into it, and I, I was floating. It was like floating up from my room. I don't know how I got through the roof or anything else, but I remember floating. I don't remember floating in my room. I just remember. Um, going into the craft from the bottom, what I what I saw was um, after I saw the the glowy ball outside, something came out of the ceiling. It was like a blue bubble, just like a bubble, and I I think it was something to do with that. That's all I remember of that part. And then the next thing I know, I'm floating into the it was like there was just so many controls it was like a control room and it was just so many lights so many all oh, just thousands thousands got loads of stuff going on really busy really really busy just so much going on and then it's very patchy i remember i was just in a really white place very white just everything white and there was just loads and loads and loads and loads of little plants everywhere little plants in pots green plants everywhere just for as far as i could see going on for you know seemed like there seemed to be curves going around because i couldn't see in a straight line so i think it was a curved place i think i think it was a ship it must have been a ship but it was all there was nothing nothing else that I could see in there, no desks, no TV screens, nothing after I came out of the controls. I just remember the control room that was just oh, thousands of things going on, things spinning, loads of techno, just loads of stuff going on. I couldn't even okay. explain and, it further than that. And, and, and then, I um, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I know that you said that you've seen um, entities. Was that the first time that you saw one? Was some, some in that room with you, the control room? I didn't actually I didn't actually see them that time. I just felt them behind me. And they were, I was walking along or floating along, I don't know, but they were behind me. I felt there were two, one each side. And I just felt the presence and they felt kind of tall. Um, but I never saw them at that time. And I just heard a voice in my head and it says, you can ask uh, two questions. And I just like, 
I don't even think they were my questions. I think I would have said something else. I just said, what's happening with all the plants? What are you doing with all these plants? And the answer just said in my head, um, they're for the new planet Earth. And that was all, nothing else. And I said, oh, okay. And we walked and carried it on around. And then I saw a lot of people, just normal people, regular people, like humans. They were just loads of them all wearing different clothes, just all standing around as well, like in a trance or something, not even moving or saying anything. It was really silent. And he said to me, ask her, the man's voice, and it was in English. I could understand it. And it, it said, just, um, you can ask your second question. And I said, what's happening with these people? What are you doing? And he just said, um, they are being categorized. And that's all. And I said, oh, okay. And that's all I remember from that. I don't remember anymore. But as I said, I was five hours missing. And that's only like a couple of minutes, I remember. Oh, these people were looking at, um, as I was walking up to the people, they were looking at images. Like, I don't know, it wasn't a screen. It was like in just in the air sort of thing. And I could see them when I came up. And they were being shown images of the earth. Um, the one, I saw one image and it was um, like this black stuff had come up out of the earth. And like oil or something like that was coming up out of the earth and was killing everything, killing fish, animals, trees, and it covered like vast areas of the earth. And that's what the images were being shown. They're the images I saw on the screen. That must have been very frightening. It was horrible because at first they showed images of a lovely earth and even fish jumping out of the water, animals all over the place, happy, like you see in, you know, the Garden of Eden kind of setting. And it was just like that. And then it just changed and just all went grey and black. And it was like the sun had been blocked out as well. There was no, it was very dark and grey. It was like there was something shielding out the sun. So I'm thinking of something going to happen, a major disaster with some, I don't know, could it be permafrost? Uh, one professor I spoke to thinks it might be permafrost that you're getting the premonition for that. He was studying that. Or, um, I don't know, I, I just thought it might be oil. Maybe the oil wells suddenly burst and just fill up the earth and nothing will grow again or something like that. I was thinking. But I, your mind I, can run away with you and you don't know the details. That's all I know. But I'm trying to put things together and could it be this, could it be that? But it's all just my guesswork at the moment, isn't it? Well, I'll throw out another, another possibility. Some people think that there's a level of psychological manipulation when we work with these entities. And I'm wondering if they were trying to explain to the people that they've taken why they took them. And it doesn't mean that there isn't a possibility that that will happen, but it, it's almost like they were giving an explanation from what you're saying. Do you think so? I didn't never looked at it like that. Um, I've wanted to know this all my life. Why do they take some people? Um, it's gone a little bit further. With There's like a connection now. And I don't know if they build that up over so many years. It, it takes that, long, that amount of time. Because some people say they're getting all this information and so much information. And the ETs are telling them loads of stuff about human history and everything. I'm not sure if I believe too many stories but um it's just that I, i've felt it's been all my life now i'm you know 60 um and the information has been very minimal i've been asking for information for a long time but i think um it's been very slow the way they've showed shown themselves to me because even years ago they hid everything it was like i would catch the end of it a tiny glimpse to make me doubt myself and i'm thinking oh, did i really see something was it a dream could it have been a dream so i was always questioning myself but i always caught the end of it and then i started getting certain things on photos i think well i, I didn't imagine that i have a photo of it so i was able to catch a few things now and again so i stopped doubting myself and um taking note of everything so it's been very drip feed i'd call it and now the ships i get and the craft i get they let me see loads now i've got so many different crafts mm. 
different times. And, and and that was a question I had asked earlier about. Can you please say what different shapes you have seen? Because because I don't want people to think you're just seeing one thing. You're actually seeing quite an incredible amount of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one I saw one in London uh, where I had another amazing experience when I saw that's when I did see beings that time. That was a it was the first time I've ever seen a craft as big as this. It was a triangle-shaped craft, and I had another thing coming out at the bottom, um, like a, another bit stuck on the bottom that came out, so it wasn't completely triangle. Um, that I was, it was the day before my sister died, actually. I was very upset. I was at home. My uncle had stayed with me. We were at the hospital and taking turns, so we'd just come home that night, and we were going to go back the next morning. And I was at the window. My uncle had gone to bed, and again, it was about 3 a.m., I'm really tired and I was having a cigarette at the window and I just saw this red light shoot across the sky and I thought oh that's really cool I wonder if that's ETs are you here can you hear me and I thought while you're there if you are here can you please help my sister I really really need you to help my sister so I was asking for this and then suddenly um, I had my head at the window and suddenly this came from behind the building, if you can imagine. So it came, it stuck its nose out, as it were, so I could see it. And I just looked up and I just saw this amazing craft overlooking the building. And it was so low without a sound or anything. And again, there was the controls were unreal. It wasn't like a smooth, lovely little ship. People say, you know, smooth metal, whatever. This had loads going on, loads of little fairy lights, dozens and dozens of fairy lights. It looked like all flashing and things like that. And then the next thing I know, I, I realize I'm on the craft. Well, what I thought was, I got my phone, took film of this. I remember filming this. I distinctly remember filming this for about four minutes. And I was watching it in awe for four minutes, so I thought. Watched it, and oh, my God, and a grin from ear to ear. I was just, just letting this soak in, watching it and watching it. And then it came out fully out over the – we had a big garden over when I overlooked the garden. came out overlooking the garden and was just there in the middle of the garden and then just moved really slowly to the, to the left and then just glided all over the rooftops. I'm thinking, oh my God, I can't believe what I just saw. And then, wow, I got it on film. I just remember I got it on film. And I remember picking my phone up off the ground, off the floor, and there was nothing on it. Well, there was one little tiny clip of a light flash going flying across, that was it. The four minutes that I thought I'd film it wasn't there. And then I got those memories back again about four or five years later. And that's when I remember being on the craft. I was in this room, lovely room, with a lovely uh, table. It was a white, all white again, lovely white table. And um, the room was lovely and white. And it was round, lovely and round. And the top had had a shape like a pyramid for a ceiling. The ceiling was like pyramid shape as I looked up, like a lovely pyramid. And um, there was five beings at the desk, at this behind this white desk. And all I could see was energy. I didn't, they had no features. I couldn't see any features. It was like they were golden energy. But they had a shape like arms and a shape like a head, shape like a body, but no features. And just this lovely, warm, golden light. Lovely. But I, I could look at it. It wasn't too bright that I, I couldn't look. It was like the, the sun in the afternoon when you can actually look at it, you know, that color. And I got this amazing love from them. It was just, It was just unbelievable. And I felt that I knew them really well. I just felt that I was seeing some old friends or old family or I just felt I knew them and I loved them so much and they loved me and one of them held out a hand and I took the hand and I was just sucked in. I got sucked into this swirl. I just saw this white swirl. We were all swirling around and I was with these five beings swirling with them and then it was just like, oh my God. It was like 
I was floating in space as a particle, or <laughs> that's all I can explain, and just floating around the universe. And I knew everything they knew. And then I just, it was unbelievable. It was like I was free. It was freedom. And um, then I was back down to earth and everything was gone and didn't remember anything. But they, they, I got those memories back over the course of about a week, I'd say, a little bit every day. And it was like, oh, my God. And it was coming in images like photographs like another image and another image. And every image, I was a bit further into the craft and further things happening. And um, that swirl was amazing when I felt, because I felt, oh, the love was un unbelievable. Like, it's just indescribable. Nothing like I've ever felt on Earth, you know, here, this kind of love. It was something else completely. And I saw... I just saw all these lovely colors and patterns and just amazing galaxies and just all sorts of stuff like that. Like you're flying through the galaxy like a particle. It was just amazing. And oh, that's all I remember. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, had you ever considered doing um, hypnotherapy to find out more about some of the things that you need to piece together? Actually, funny you should say that, but um, I don't know if you've heard of Dr. David Jacobs, who's uh, who does regression in this field for a long time. And um, he asked me if I was interested in regression as well, and another professor. And I said, yes, definitely I'll do it. So he came over from, I think it was Philadelphia, and I had um, one session. And um, I did find out a few things. He said I filled in a few gaps for him. I'll have mm -hmm. to listen to the regression again I haven't ever listened to it because I I didn't really find it I thought it's not reliable because you're in control of what you say he was giving me leading questions his whole agenda is um the gray aliens are stealing eggs and making hybrids so everybody on earth will be eventually hybrid and it could be three quarters of the way through by now according to his figures and facts that he says he has but um I'm not convinced of this theory. So he wanted to take my case on, and I didn't like the way he... He said he had more experience than he did. I thought he had experience with hundreds at least, if not a couple of thousand witnesses and testimonies, but he hasn't. He's taken on all of Bud Hopkins' work, and he calls that his research. So he's only got experience with a handful of people, really. Not too many, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's a tricky line to to go get hypnotized because if you're not with the right person, then they can push you a certain yeah. way, and that's not. And then if you felt like you were led at all, then you're oh, always I was definitely to, led. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, led. then you're going to question what you remember. I I think I would yeah. probably not choose to do that. Um, yeah, I th I think I would prefer to be able to say that I was not put under hypnosis but so yeah that's an, i'm glad that you tried though because it sounds like you you, you know you, you try to find someone reliable um and well he's supposed I, to be the best one of the best so i couldn't have gone to anybody better i don't think he has all this experience and um been doing it for 40 years written loads of books but um i didn't trust him to be honest he gets you to sign this you can cut this out if you want to <laughs> it gets you to sign this um waiver and to say that he won't mention your name or talk about you or talk about your experience or, well, not talk about your experience, but not put your experience to a name. So I said, oh, that's great. You know, at least you remain anonymous. That's fine. But what he what he does is actually writes a book about it and doesn't give you the credits. <laughs> so that's yeah. um, what he does. So that's what you sign away. I've noticed that um, some other people have had similar experiences with people really? who study UFOs and the phenomenon, which is one of the reasons that I am currently not monetized yeah. at all. <laughs> so Me neither. I, I've never been monetized, yeah. Right. I think my motivation is really about um, getting people to understand what's going on, to educate people and the public, and, you know, um, to make sure everyone is prepared for what is coming that we all kind of all the people who have had experiences feel is coming oh so definitely that, something's coming yeah 
Yeah, so that leads me to some questions about, um, obviously, I would love to know more about your experiences with the entities, but we'll come back to that because one of the things I really want to know is why do you think they are monitoring you? Do you feel like there's an incredible increase in that monitoring? Um, what do you think your role is in relation to the phenomenon? I, gosh, I've agonized over this. I thought maybe it's to bring the truth forward and maybe they're giving me the evidence to bring forward. And But I don't get many followers and had a lot of trolling and I'm getting no help there. So I thought that's not it. I really don't know. Um, I am getting a lot of the different craft they seem to show, but then the photos are blurry and a lot and they're not really letting me get that much. But there is definitely a connection. Um, I know when they're going to be here and sometimes it could be months and I'll say they'll be back on the 16th of June and go out and do filming on the 16th of June and there'll be some craft there. So there, it's months in between now, like six months in between. But I've noticed... Um, there's so many of them here. I could not believe one year, I think it was 2018, when I got so many of them in just photo after photo after photo and video after video. They just seem to be here every day for about a week and loads of them, like fleets of them, up really high. Um, it's hard to see the footage. I wish somebody could analyse it for me and zoom in. I haven't got all these editing tools, but... Um, it is very important footage. It shows really fast objects flying, buzzing all over the place up there, 20, 30 of them, going all different directions, changing course, going backwards, coming back. You know, just oh, it's just unbelievable. And I thought, what on earth is going on up there? So I have felt that they're here, definitely, um, and they want people to see now. They're, they're being... They're showing a lot of people and a different kind of craft. You've got these ones that look they're shimmering and they look like you can see through them and look like they're neither here nor there sort of you know what i mean like um not an actual physical object i'm getting those ones but they can actually turn into a, a solid object as well if you watch them long enough which i have and i've observed them and the orbs those really bright orbs they can turn into black craft as well and they've come down low and I've filmed them gone back up and it'll turn into a craft again. And they can turn into a shadow when they come down to tree level. It turns into a black, round, circular shadow. Very creepy, very creepy. Because you can sort of see through it, but it's there and you think, oh my God, it's looming over you and it's, right. it's very creepy, that one. You might appreciate that the, um, the group in Mexico known as the Vigilantes also have seen the same thing with spears. They've seen them change in the air um, and they've reported on that as well. They go from luminescent to metal. Oh good, That's, I'm not the only one then. It's just no. because I got some photos um, when I, there's six photos of six or sorry, a photo of six orbs in a circular, semicircle, very bright. You can zoom in on them, very good photos. And then I took some photos later on in the afternoon and the same little there's a little gold craft with some of the orbs and i caught it in the afternoon with black craft six or seven black craft which i'm suspecting they were the six or seven orbs and i've seen it's too too much of a chance to have seven orbs and seven black craft and i've seen it it's with an orb in one of them and then it's with the black craft in another photo um i'm sure it changed the same shape but it's a very very bright orbs but they're actually big craft. They're up quite high, but mm. they're as big as a plane or definitely bigger than a helicopter. These are big craft. They're not no, drones or anything like that. Have you ever seen one of the craft come out of another? I call that the uh, Russian doll part of UFOs where they just come yeah, out of each yeah. other. Yeah, I have somewhere. There's a big craft on night vision and then there'll be two orbs will fly out of it or something and fly up the side or three sometimes there's three with it and i've noticed with um it's very hard to see some of them on my video if i'm filming a craft there will always be a little orb on the left somewhere or on the right also moving up with it we're very very small 
So, yeah, definitely they have the little orbs that come out. I don't know what they are. To be honest, are they big enough to have a person? I don't know. I have or always had, yeah, I have the theory that they are like UAP drones. Like they're, yeah. they're, um, especially the smaller ones, you know, the smaller they get, they're probably more dangerous actually. But um, a lot of the sightings over nuclear sites were actually orange red orbs. Right. So I, I think I've, seen, I've is, seen the red ones. Yeah. I've seen the yeah. red ones in, in that footage I got with the six in the semicircle. There's also a red orb on the way on the right. I didn't even make a note because it's so small, but I, I could see it. And it's there, it's noticeable, but I just, it's in my mind that they have red orbs with them as well. A little ball, just a little ball, red ball, right. um, like that. But it's smaller, much smaller than the others. I, I think of them all as having maybe different purposes that, of course, we don't know, but it, you can yeah. see some patterns. Like the red orange ones tend to be near the military sites, and the blue ones have been associated with actual harm to people. So um, the smaller blue ones. And there are some spe uh, spheres that have been identified coming out of saucers. Yeah. So when you say to harm to people, what harm? I haven't heard anything. There's really been some people. some effects of radiation. Um, oh. Yeah, so getting too close to any of these objects. Oh, I see. Those kind of things, yeah. Yes, yeah, so there's, there's been some risk re related to that. And I have also heard that experiencers have um, some other medical issues related to their encounters. Have you had any medical issues that stand out to you, for instance, like a compromised immune system? I've had a couple, yeah. Um, actually, my immune system is off the scale, they told me. It's very good. I don't catch viruses or colds, flu, anything. Never had a cold, never had flu, never get chest infections or anything like that. Um, so my the doctor says, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because your immune system is great. So I, that's, uh, no, I don't suffer with that. But I have had um, something removed from my jaw. It was a little hard metal thing, and went to the dentist, and he said, "Well, you could, did you have any teeth things done or anything?" And I said, "Well, I did have a a pin put in my tooth." And he says, "Well, I think they might have left something there. You better go back and check with the same dentist." So he was really annoyed. He says, "I didn't leave anything in there. How dare he?" He said, "We used two millimeter pins." He took a photo. He said, "There's still a two millimeter pin there." He said, "I don't know what that is. It's a little round thing. I can see it." He says, "But I don't know what that is." So went back to the surgeon because they were arguing who was going to pay for the operation because it was going to have to be paid for and um the i went back to the other dentist and i said he said he didn't do it so he said well it's got to come out so i ended up paying for it myself so i said okay so um he tried to take it out he said that what we can do is either take your tooth out or i can I said, oh, do you have to take my tooth out? He said, well, there's nothing even wrong with your tooth. He says, what I can do, it's going to be extra work, but I'll go in under the tooth, down by the gum. So he did that. When he went in there, uh, cut me open, he said the thing was entwined with all my nerves in my face, all my facial nerves all around were entwined in this thing. And he said, oh, my God, if I can't get that out, you'd be paralyzed or whatever. And I said, well, what are we going to do? He said, what I can do is, uh, it's a little operation, but it will work. We'll cut out a bit of your bone, put a rubber thing in there. <laughs> and when your bone grows back, it will push the rubber thing to knock this thing out off my nerves and away from the nerves. And then you can take it out, something to the, that effect. And it would push it away from the nerves, which it did happen. I went in four months later, it was pushed away from my nerves. He said he never saw anything like it in his life. He didn't know what it was, but he sucked it up in the thing. So I never got to see what this little thing was. He just thought it was, he thought the other dentist possibly left something in there, but he swore he didn't. So he just took it out anyway. But um, I was left paralyzed with my face for four months. The, the, the Novocaine never wore off. And um, Daryl Sims, I think, he said this is one of the side effects that happens. And I did contact him about it at the time. This happened to my face, you know. And he suggests I contact mm. a UFO researcher and tell them. Yeah, about I was going to say, it, there's been a lot of uh, back and forth about whether or not it's a good idea to take those implants out. I Some would people... not take them out. Oh, not, never, never again. 
I wouldn't. Um, I had something removed from my leg as well when I was little. My mother found a little hard lump on my leg and took me to see about it. And that was a little metal thing as well. And they had to cut my leg. There was no incision where it went in, nothing, no scratches, no cuts. But um, they took this thing out. So I have a scar on my leg where they sliced me and took it out. And again, my mom said she doesn't know what it was. It was a piece of glass or something or a piece of metal. She doesn't know. She's yeah, probably so got in I, there when you fell over or something. But, you know. Well, I... a lot of people are a little unhappy with how those samples are taken care of. So That's if you ever, yeah, if you ever discover one again, find someone you trust to get that analyzed if you can. Yeah. Because there's there's been a lot of issues with um, those samples disappearing when you give it to someone to analyze. And then you'll never True. know. Exactly, so, yeah. Well, they so seem to I, know every alien seems to know where I'm going all the time because there's an occasion where I was going to Sri Lanka, and they I caught craft following my plane, and I stopped in Dubai for four hours and caught another plane, and I caught some UFOs following the other plane as well, and that night at the villa I was taking a video of the moon because it's upside down over there, you know, in Asia, it's really funny, so I was you know taking and. I take the video of the moon, and there was a UFO underneath the moon, just in sphere shaped white orb craft there, just underneath the moon. There, I didn't even notice it till a year later. But that means they knew where I was going, they knew what time my flights were, they knew I'd stopped in Dubai for four hours, and then knew where the villa was. It's, I couldn't get my head around this when I sort of put it in words, you know, this is what actually happened. And this was it's before so or after the implant was taken out? Was that before? Or oh, after? after. This was only recently. This was only yeah, okay. after. So, I mean, I think they're definitely doing some monitoring. So that definitely answers part of what's going on, I think. It's, that's what it sounds like. Um, and yeah. I, I would like to get back to the um, subject that I said we'd get back to you. Since I know we're running out of time. Even though this is all extremely fascinating, of course. Um, I would like to talk a little bit about the entities if that's okay and, I, and I'm saying entities because a lot of people are debating about what those are you saying that you feel that they're alien and alien could be a general term um, some people think there could be interdimensional some people think yeah. they're um, extraterrestrial it's really I think they could be both you know that that's where I'm at with that um, but could you please well alien yeah Alien, probably the same as extraterrestrial, wouldn't you say? Or is it alien to this planet? Depends on what, what your thoughts about the word is, what, what you think about mm -hmm. aliens. Well, alien, I would say anything that's not from this planet. And they would be extraterrestrial as well, wouldn't they? Um, I have a very strong feeling that they're from a galaxy called Sculptor Galaxy. It was just in my head one morning when I woke up, Sculptor, Sculptor, Sculptor. I thought, what the hell am I saying this over and over in my mind for? I looked it up and it is a galaxy and it's, I think it's, I had in my mind 15 million light years away, but I haven't been able to find that much information on There is a bit on it, um, not too much, but that's where I think they're from. They have a way of getting here. They're not flying here through space and like we say, you know, people say interdimensional. Um, I really don't know. I'm going for the galaxy <laughs> because this is what's in my mind. This is what they've told me. This is what I've always had in my mind. And when it's that strong, I find it's reliable with me. So I, I tend not to fill in any blanks myself or what I think. I try to stick, keep all mine to the facts. This is what I know. This is what I saw. This is what they said. They haven't said anything more. So, I mean, I could listen to loads of stories and maybe fill my head with other things and think, well, that fits, that fits, this fits. But I really don't do that. So I tend not to listen to too many other people's experiences. So I don't want to... Um, just I just don't want to add anything into mine that I think... I think that we're in danger of doing that. We all do that. And we think, well, that sounds like it fits. And that exactly happened to me. So that must be right, you know. So I think we're all in danger of doing that. So I try not to do that. So I haven't really listened to many people's experiences for a long time. Quite a few be, years. Now. Be quite I think great. I should, though. I know. I was, <laughs> was going to say it'd be quite great if you found someone else who's, who met the same entities. Yeah, I think... Um, 
there's a lot of the things that I'm saying are very similar to a lot of people as well. You know, people pointed out to me, oh, so-and-so says this. And, and it means that um, there are people being contacted as well and getting the same information as I'm getting. And maybe they're being drip-fed as well. And it's so slow with the information. I really want to sit down with ETs and have big, long conversations and why this and why that. And I want to know why the planet's in such a state if they've been here such a long time as I suspect they have been. Um, it could be thousands of years, could be hundreds, but I, I do think they've been here a very long time. Maybe not coming and going, but... I do think they've had influence definitely in the past. So well, yeah, why are a lot they? Of people, yeah, definitely a lot of people agree with you on that one. <laughs> so why are they allowing the planet to be run the way it is? Why are people slaves continually? The poor, the sick, the needy, and we've got these globalists in place. So you know it's been going on for centuries now. So I'm I ask questions like this: Why aren't you helping? Things like that. Why aren't you helping ill people and the diseases? It seems to be getting worse rather than better. You know, it's, people it's with cancer was one in 50 years ago when I was young. Now it's one in two. I know? actually think of it in terms of if they're trying to just cohabitate, you know, but they have superior technology, they, they don't necessarily, I think, um, want dominion over us. They might actually be using us for um perhaps something populating another planet it sounds like that seems to be what i'm hearing um but i feel like we're almost like a fishbowl does that like and they're just observing and they're not messing so much with the fishbowl but they want to be in the fishbowl yeah. too or, or um, maybe a tank a fish tank well, why are they interfering in some people, my life and people's lives if they want to be a fishbowl? And what are they doing? Are they? I thought to myself, is it something that they're tracing from years ago? Maybe they're tracing a certain DNA. But then it would be my family, wouldn't it, if it was to do with the DNA? Why would it be just one person in the family? I mean, we do have that rare blood group that runs in my family. I'm O negative, and my grandmother, mum's parents were O negative and AB negative. So that runs through. Not all of us have it. Some of us have it. Um, so people su suggest maybe that's something they're interested in. I have uh, never heard much about that to be consistent. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's too much on that. Yeah, I don't think so as well. It's something people say. Um, so there's been all sorts of theories, hasn't there, really? But I don't think I've heard the right one yet. <laughs> and I think I'm I starting given the information to. Yet. I think I'm starting I'm getting to. more information. I'm getting more information all the time. And it's like, it's not a voice. It's It's like a knowing I'll ask a question and I'll wake up in the morning and I'll know the answer. Right. And it's like a definite answer. Like, oh, I just know it's right. I just know it's true. And it's right. like, I knew I knew it from before. Like I've just remembered it, you know, like yes. it's in my memory already. It's like, I just remembered it. It's, it's really it's weird. Interesting. There's a book called American um, Cosmic. It's one of the experiencers described it that way. The knowledge that he got was like really? a memory. Really? He said it was like, yeah, it was like just like a memory. He, it was like he already knew. So, um, could you please describe before? Well, since I, I know we're running a little over soon, I can tell. But I wanted to give you a chance to describe the entities that you saw, um, and let people know what what you were seeing, what you witnessed. Well, I only remember the two when I was younger, and um, the beings that came were blonde-haired beings with lovely blue clothes and they were beautiful i just remember them beautiful really lovely faces lovely eyes lovely skin lovely hair golden hair lovely golden hair and there used to be about five of them and when i saw the light beings there were five of them as well so they were coming during my early years, and that's why I used to call them people. I used to tell my mom, the people are coming, the people are coming out of the wall, people are coming out of the wall. And um, she's always wondering, why she's saying people are coming out of the wall all the time? So that seemed to fade away in my very in my young years, probably when I was about eight, I'd say, that 
they went away, or seven even. And then um, it, I just got, it just got scary for me then. I just thought it was creepy. And I just thought it was something really creepy in my room that I didn't want to see. So I wouldn't look at them. And I did feel them in the room, but I just didn't want to see them. I just always thought I got a really evil feeling and a scary, like, right. go away, leave me alone. Oh, I was that kind of attitude. And then, see? I mean, it's changed over my life. Now I love them. I see right. them as very loving. And I can't believe I was so scared for that long time. And whether Do you this. Think there's a... Yeah, I was going to say, is it possible that you were encountering more than one different like, one species? People have said that to me. Uh, what's the likelihood of that? They're saying there are, I don't know, 28 different types of beings. I don't know whether I believe that coming here. Um, I just thought the chances of one race coming here is phenomenal. And, well, in our, you know, realm and our way of thinking, that would be phenomenal. But the chances of two different galaxies or three different galaxies coming here, what are the chances? I just think it's too phenomenal. So I'd like to think they're all the same, unless I find out otherwise. But I can't believe the evil feeling I used to get before. Why didn't they stop that and make me feel love instead of evil? Or they could have controlled that, probably. Well, so have my, here's like a, that. something to think about. Even on our own planet, we have multiple species. Yeah. Is it? It's, I mean, I think that there's there's something, I get the sense that there's definitely, even within some of these species that people are describing different motivations. So, mm. just something yeah. to think about. Oh, there's lots to think about, isn't it? <laughs> so yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. lots, for sure. Yeah. So, I had, I wanted to ask you one final question before we have to wrap up, but I just wanted, to, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but I wanted to ask about that impression that a lot of experiencers have been getting that there's um, a sense of something coming. Um, and I was wondering if you also feel that and what you think that might be. Oh, I yeah. think for me, it's a yeah. eminent disclosure. Yeah. So I was wondering what I definitely you think feel that. that. Yeah. I felt that for about a year now that something's going to happen very soon. I think it's this year. I think it's soon enough to be this year and it is something major I think it will be in some major kind of disclosure and um, as I said before the the aliens and UFOs they were so secretive so secretive for years and now they don't care who sees them it's like they're coming out everywhere all over the place and people are seeing them they're getting captures with their phones and all sorts and they're all similar types as well that people are seeing. So I think definitely it, it is coming to the time where they want to be seen and they want to be known. And the message they want out there is that they are very loving and not hostile at all. I wouldn't say they're hostile whatsoever. And that's the message they want me to bring forth anyway. I know that much. That's one thing I do know, to let people know they are not hostile. But what they can do as well um, they can do a lot of things that we would find hostile, like they can read your thoughts, hear your thoughts. Um, they can separate your spirit from your being. If they want to abduct you, they can take your spirit rather than your whole physical being. That's another thing they can do. So um, these things are very scary for people and would be very, you know, found very intrusive. I've had, to, I've lived with it, but I definitely know it's true because the way they interact with me and it's to the second and so precise and the timing and everything else. So I've asked for signs for things and within minutes I'll get it. And so I know they're connected to my thoughts straight away. So I know they understand me. And so there's no reason for them not to communicate with me. If, they, if they've been here this long, they know everything about us. They've been examining us and testing us and researching us and all sorts for so so long i'm sure they can speak every single language if they want to and they can do amazing things and can definitely communicate definitely yeah i think to. i think we're all um possibly and this is what i was alluding to earlier is why things are happening in the way they are possibly evolving to a point to meet that communication so yeah. i think that may be what happened i think that some people are just reaching that um 
point in evolution. And I think that's what Gary Nolan's um, examination of the brains kind of indicated that some people have a little bit more when it, in that realm. They're more able to see these things that other people may not be able to perceive. So I, I know what we do have to wrap up because, you know, I don't want to take up all of your time, but I wanted to say, if you get a message for me, please let me know because my communication with our visitors or guests or co-inhabitants hasn't been very clear. So let me know. <laughs> I would love okay, to well, know. <laughs> okay. Well done. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. And then um, in the meantime, could you please let people know where they can find you? Oh, on Twitter, Marie's UFOs or Marie uh, underscore Kaali. And they can find me on YouTube, Marie's UFOs. They just type in Marie's UFOs, they'll come up. And I've got several UFO videos on there and I put them on straight away as soon as I get them. If I get them today, they go on today. So it's all up to date. Haven't had any sightings since June. Yeah, June. So I'm due some now. As soon as uh, spring comes, I'll start filming. I should get some in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think you definitely are going to get more for sure this year. Yeah, so thank I want to say thank you once again for coming and talking to me. This has been Deb's Data Dojo, part of the Calling All Beings podcast network. I can be found at Study of UAPs, UFOConnector.com. I'm also available on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, on the YouTube for Calling All Beings. Thank you very much. Thank you Bye. very much, Deb. Thank you for Thank inviting you. me. It's been you've great. Been, you've been Thank fabulous. You. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.